All my life, my mom has been studying astrology and the other mystic arts. My family and I used to think she was nuts, but somewhere along the line, popular culture caught up and now astrology is everywhere you look. But this isn't just some back-of-the-newspaper wishy-washy nonsense. This is the real deal. Astrology is a complex and nuanced discipline going back thousands of years, and to truly understand it, we need a navigator. We need Star Mom! I'm, wait, there's something happening out there with mom. Matt, what's everything okay? Incoming transmission from Star Mom. Star Mom. <laughs> Star Mom needs me. Must report to base. Every mother's dream. <clears throat> And that her, voice, <laughs> that her, her voice will get stuck in her kid's head. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Hi, Mom. Hi, Matt. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're ba- we're back again so soon. Seems like only yesterday that we had uh, part one, and this is, believe it or not, part two of our eclipse uh, mega uh, event uh, with the back to back eclipses happening. First one was on May twenty sixth, right? Yep. And then we've got our second eclipse that just happened a couple days ago here on the tenth. So we've got a lot. Uh, I mean, we covered a lot on the last episode. I mean, pretty much uh, every episode, I think, so far, we've covered a lot of ground. So uh, if you've been with us for all uh, five episodes, then uh, I'm sure you're... Uh, I hope you're taking notes uh, because somebody's going to have to explain this all to me later because uh, <laughs> I'm just here to crack jokes is really what I was hired to do. And they don't pay me enough to understand astrology. Uh, so that's really is going to be uh, Star Mom's job. They don't call me uh, the Star Joker yet. <laughs> uh, but no, we. I do. I do pay attention and recall uh, two tricks I can do. Um, that we were talking about the nodes, and we were talking about. And actually, in reality, uh, beyond, uh, uh, joking aside, I really like the uh, the ideas of the nodes because the south node is like we were explaining uh, last episode is all your sort of past life karma things that you your comfort zone sort of the 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 solutions and the sort of reactions to things that are very ingrained or very natural to you but maybe don't serve you in this lifetime north node stuff is what you're moving towards stuff that challenges you stuff that uh that you're working on this lifetime that you want to uh you want to be moving towards that maybe it's a little bit more um uh uncomfortable but more rewarding when you do sort of moved in the north node direction is that sort of a good summary you were paying attention (laughs) (laughs) all right all right mom impressed check um now what you will have to remind me on is the various so the uh, and i have this written down but you'll have to uh elaborate so we have uh the first full moon, the first eclipse, sorry, uh, was in Gemini. The moon is in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is about 
justice, interpreting reality, truth, beliefs, uh, big ideas, right? And then I have another note, Gemini is all about thoughts. So let's let's take it from there and, and, and we can uh, kind of jump back in here. Sure. And, and, you know, just to add a little bit to that definition, uh, Gemini is about information. So when you think right. about Gemini, think about uh, Mercury, which is the ruler of Gemini. Mercury was the messenger of the gods. So he was like, t- you know, basically taking information and disseminating it out among the gods <laughs> and goddesses and everybody else who would listen. And, and so Mercury is about those messages. It's about information and how information is passed. It's, it's about interaction, right? And, inf- and, and, um, and Sagittarius is about how we make sense of that information, how we take that information and put it into a big picture understanding of that's meaningful, you know, so systems like in higher education, for example, which is also ruled by Sagittarius, we take information and we codify it and then we synthesize it and then we make big theories out of it. And that's that's the nature of Sagittarius. So that's why when we were talking last time, <clears throat> we were talking about these, you know, kind of kind of our bedrock beliefs that are this is where the South Node is sitting. South Node, again, is the past. When mm-hmm. we look at the South Node in the birth chart, yeah, we're looking at all the old ways of kind of functioning, what we've learned, and some of those are good resources, but also what we are actually moving away from. In the collective, when we look at how the nodes are cycling through the, the signs, the South Node is always the point of elimination. It's like the recycling mm-hmm. bin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and what- I, I, I want to apologize because uh, last episode I noticed when I was editing it, you know, you said elimination probably four or five times, and I didn't make any poop jokes at all. <laughs> so, I mean, Now's I guess this is, technic- this is technically a poop joke. So, another check. But that was just something I glaring uh omission that i found from laps last episode so i just want to acknowledge that and then we can move on okay well there may be more opportunities coming <laughs> that's very generous of you to create that opening because i will take that, that I'll, I'll see what i can do okay thank you thanks mom that's really Hun. sweet of you <laughs> yeah, that's nice. um so Yeah, so Sagittarius again, elimination point. Uh, Gemini is is information, but it's also like of curiosity, flexibility. Gemini is mutable. Uh, It is an air sign, and what does air do? It is move moving. (laughs) It's spacious. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not fixed in any way. Sagittarius is a fire sign. Sagittarians operate on on inspiration right this is why they are driven to be the seekers the gypsies the mystics they are the seekers of of truth and that big picture meaning making whereas gemini is like yes i will very kindly bring you all kinds of information so that you can formulate that truth 
but it's very, very, um, well, that's where we get the word mercurial is <laughs> from mercury, right? right? It's, it's, it's like, yes, over here and over there and, you know, all over the place. So, uh, the North node being in Gemini and the South node being in Sagittarius right now. And for the next approximately, gosh, about a year, um, we are continuing to look at these kinds of events where we're examining our bedrock beliefs and being willing to, to assimilate new information so that we can reformulate. But we have to be careful about reformulating too quickly because we don't want to just reproduce the same kinds of paradigms that we've already been functioning within. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, um, and this is what we're going to talk about a little bit later as we circle back to this idea of these big alignments and their importance and some of the, the big ones that we've had in the last year. Um, when those are actually going on in the sky, because it's not just full moons, new moons and eclipses that are happening, right? There's these bigger planetary alignments and those alignments take place in um, proximity to each other called aspects. So it's all and it's in mathematical uh, degrees. So when we have a square, for example, we have two planets that are in a 90 degree relationship or 90 plus or minus degree relationship with each other. When we have conjunctions, we have two or more planets that are all at the same degree or in, in again, within a few degrees of each other. Both of those are the big, those are big um, events. They're gotcha. challenging. They're challenging because we have two heavy objects trying to op occupy one space <laughs> in the, in the, um, instance of a conjunction and in the instance of a square we have two planets that are trying to go almost at odds with each other right one's going perpendicular well they're perpendicular to each other let's say because that's mm -hmm. the nature of a square what is it challenge when they're trying to right. occupy the same space what is it challenge but heavy intense Right. And and when they're opposed to each other, so when they're 180 degrees opposite to one another in the on the zodiac, this is another potentially stressful um, alignment because we have two objects that are competing with each other for primacy, basically. Right. So those are the kinds of alignments that I'm talking about. Their alignments, yeah, for sure, but that's a pretty vague term. So I wanted to right. clarify that by saying that those alignments come uh, in a mathematical or geometrical um, proportion to one another that speaks of the nature of the alignment. Is it a stressful alignment or is it an easy alignment? Gotcha, yeah, because you say alignment naturally you're sort of uh, the assumption is oh there's a harmony or there's a coming together or there's some kind of like you know that things are lining up but so it's that's an i think that's an interesting distinction to make that there can be an alignment or an interaction that is like fraught with tension exactly and so as i say the conjunctions which is two in the same spot 
um, the squares, which is 90 degrees away from one another, and the oppositions, which is 180 degree. Um, those are the main stressful aspects. There's another one called an inconjunct, which is 150 degrees. But we, I, I'm not going to talk too much about that one. The the squares. <laughs> that, the, that's advanced astrology. Yeah, that's well, that's so that's a that's a whole other bag. <laughs> okay. Um, but then yeah, we'll, the, we'll make the, that an ex- Patreon exclusive. Yeah, episode. exactly. <laughs> um, the the non-stressful or the more flowing aspects between planets are trines, which are 120 degrees away from each other, or sextiles, which are 60 degrees away. Wait, hold so, on, I got it. Now I'm taking notes. Trines. <laughs> 120. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, in the actual recording, I'm just going to make the sound of me tapping notes like 300% louder. It's <laughs> going to make me seem so smart and cool. And like, I listened to my mom. Okay. Here we All go. the best qualities. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really why we're doing this so that I can impress you. Um, trines 120 degrees. What are the 151 degree ones? In conjunct. In conjunct. Doesn't that sound scary? (laughs) Yeah, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want anything to be in conjunct in my chart. I don't know. Something. And then what are the ones that that are 90 degrees perpendicular? Square. Those are squares. And those are stressful. 90 degrees. Go back to geometry. 90 degrees is a square. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are challenging as well. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Apparently for me, they are to remember from apparently elementary school. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So when we were, when we left things off uh, last time, we were talking about the nodes and we were talking about the eclipse uh, with Gemini on the North node and mm. uh, Sagittarius on the South node and the sun and moon in opposition, sun and Gemini, moon in Sagittarius. So last time I referred to the uh, planetary conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. So Pluto, transformation, Saturn, structure, and does relate to institutions. Now Jupiter, the planet Jupiter, which is Sagittarius's ruler, so meaning making and beliefs and justice wasn't very far behind and did eventually catch up to Pluto and Saturn in Capricorn. But Pluto and Saturn were, um, you know, in proximity to an eclipse on January 11th and 12th. And this was the trendsetter. This was the a tone setter, let's say, for 2020. And this is when, you know, just before COVID and just before things started to really, mm-hmm. you know, really um, shift. And I remember you calling mm-hmm. me, remember, right when COVID started, you said, okay, mom, it's starting. And I think we both knew what what you were talking about, which is, it's about this big, massive social change and planetary change. and and. So when we're talking about changing the underlying paradigms, um, I think we have to remember that it isn't about it, it isn't about tinkering 
with the with the machinery and hoping that we can build a better car. We have to go back to the drawing board. This is an inside job too. It's not just about trying to do it from an institutional level. We have to go inside ourselves because social change happens inside here first. So our own inner structure, our own inner meaning making is what's on the table right now. And that is what is has to be on the table because social change is not going to happen in, unless it's just a reproduction of what we've already been doing without internal, internal, um, individual change, mm-hmm. individual healing, mm-hmm. healing our own trauma, healing our own family's trauma. Mm-hmm. So we, we are responsible for that, I think. And, and, and so all of this that's happening, we can take and talk about these things as individual things, but they have to be, in my view, brought all together to make sense of the bigger picture around this whole thing. So we had this planetary kickoff, Saturn, Jupiter in 2020, January 11th, 12th with an eclipse. And it was like, boom, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your hats. Mm-hmm. Next thing we know there's COVID, right? And at the end of 2020, we had a Saturn. So Saturn's big player because Saturn represents structure. And it's like implicated in, in, you know, these big changes that we're talking about mm-hmm. and in, um, fundamental change in, in society and in institutions, authority structures, right? So, um, by the end of 2020, Saturn and Jupiter came together in a, in a conjunction at zero degrees of Aquarius. And so what happened was, again, this kind of to go back, sorry to kind of <laughs> deviate off again, but Saturn and Jupiter. Every You're supposed time- to steer the ship. I'm supposed to derail it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but um, Saturn and Jupiter had been coming together in Earth signs for 200 years. So right. Saturn is institutions. It's structure. Jupiter is the meaning we make out of our world. Mm-hmm. They'd been coming together. We talked about this, right? We talked about this, yeah. Yeah, they can't, they've been coming together in Earth signs for two hundred years, and on the solstice, winter solstice, twenty twenty, they came together for the first time in an air sign. And so, for the next two hundred years, we are going to have these structure building, meaning making planets coming together in conjunction in air signs. Sorry, what were they were they before? Earth. Earth, and then they're in now they're air. Okay. Gotcha. So, you know, there's just all of this kaleidoscope of um aspects and planetary movement and you know coming in and out of focus all the time. When we're talking about these new moons and full moons and eclipses, uh that happens, eclipses happen um four times a year, right? Usually, typically. And new moons and full moons happen every month. So when we're looking at new moons and full moons, which is what we have been, we're looking kind of at the the timers that are the closest to us. 
mm-hmm. closest right. to our daily reality. And when we're talking about these big planetary alignments, we're talking about big cycles. Mm-hmm. Right? The bigger cycles. But of course, it's like a clock. It's like clockwork. It all fits in together. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating, I think, to look at, you know, <laughs> you, all you these- would you would think it's fascinating. <laughs> So where we left it last time was we had talked about the lunar eclipse and we're talking all about Sagittarius because that's where the moon was and that was what was being eclipsed, right? Um, So the solar eclipse uh, happened on June the 10th, last Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday. And remember we were talking about Gemini bringing in this new influx of information, Um, interaction, networking within our local communities. Gemini also represents our local kind of neighborhood, what's called the marketplace, meaning, you know, the people that we interact with. Gemini also rules siblings. So people that we're close to, right? People that we're in close proximity with. Um, So as we are communicating and trading ideas and getting together with people again, now that, you know, we're, things are opening up, after COVID, this is where the new energy is entering in to inform and refresh these changing belief patterns. So, you know, when we, when we're changing these, you know, our old kind of bedrock beliefs, we need a new influx of information to help us to like, again, refresh the, refresh the screen, (laughs) Because, you know, it's all cluttered up with a whole bunch of conditioned ideas and conditioned ways of being and conditioned beliefs. So this Mercury, you know, the messenger is is doing his thing. He is the ruler of the North Node of the solar eclipse. The solar eclipse always represents a new door opening, fresh opportunity coming in. So wherever that eclipse takes place in your chart marks a new phase opening up in your life. Um, The specific, the thing is about this, there's a bit of a catch here because Gemini, right? Um, Wherever Gemini is in your chart is where this eclipse at 19 degrees Gemini took place. Um, We also have a Mercury retrograde. (laughs) So Mercury's the ruler of Gemini, and guess what? It's retrograde. So everybody's ready as hell to like break down the door and like, okay, let's go. But Mercury's going, yeah, not so fast. So okay, right? right? Because Mercury retrograde uh, infamously is the sort of like thorn in your side, like goofs things up, overcomplicates things, uh, and so well technology like my head on the day of the may 26 eclipse my computer crashed and my phone stopped working so yeah yeah yeah. mercury retrograde uh all over and and i have gemini on the fourth house so gemini is in the fourth house of my chart the fourth house rules real estate and i found out that there was water damage in my house too so you know it's it's yeah it was it, it doesn't was screw just around like yeah. right yeah yeah right down the line 
Um, so because Mercury went re- retrograde right after the May 26 uh, lunar eclipse, um, during the solar eclipse, Mercury was still retrograde. So there is a still a co- contemplative kind of inner thought process going on here. We're not ready to take our ideas out there and run with them yet. Okay. So is it is it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a because things are sort of because also is in Mercury retrograde kind of like communication breakdown type stuff as well. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we're, since the message is not coming in clear enough just yet because of Mercury retrograde, it's like the solar eclipse kind of represents an opportunity to prepare ourselves for that incoming information. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, Mercury retrograde isn't just about, um, you know, distorted and disrupted communication and things going off the rails. Um, Mercury retrograde is a time when we're supposed to be going into a deeper inner thought process. And that's why things out in the outer world start to go awry, right? Because what we're supposed to be doing is going inside. Yeah, I feel like the Mercury retrograde in like popular culture has done had the opposite effect. Where now people are now it's like one of those things like an astrology term that's kind of like... uh, entered the at least uh, from uh, uh millennial uh folk uh it's entered the lexicon for like shit is just going awry like yeah, yeah. nothing it's is but it's a buy it, it's kind of like now people are like oh it's it's mercury retrograde of course of yeah. course the yoga studio isn't open till 11 i showed up at 9 30 it's mercury <laughs> retrograde it's true but it's actually i think with the part that gets left out is like well you don't just go home and throw your hands up and go, well, it's Mercury retrograde. So who cares? I'll just yeah. try again. Never. Then it's actually an mo- t- opportunity to regroup or to contemplate or to whatever process things that you've been going through and so on and so forth. Exactly. And, and there's a, there's an astrologer, a really wonderful astrologer out there named um, Gary Caton. And nice. he wrote a book on um, about Mercury, and he talks a lot about alchemy and how uh, Mercury retrograde periods are, you know, an opportunity to go in and there isn't this alchemization process that's going on. So instead of seeing it as a bother, um, you know, and something that's just there to f us up, you know, it's more it's more about taking the opportunity to go into a more internal thought process. What is alchemy? It's change, right? And Mercury is really good at change. (laughs) It can morph. It's a shapeshifter. That's another word for Mercury is shapeshifter and trickster. So things are not as they seem. And that's okay. It is actually okay for us to be in the not knowing. Because there is nothing new that is going to come out of knowing. The only new can come out of not knowing. And so when we're in a Mercury retrograde period, well, like, can we you, are. Can you say that again? Yeah, yeah. I want you to say it. Yeah, exactly. You got you got my number. I want you to say it again nice and clear because I'm going to put all kinds of reverb on it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what I said there. 
I can't remember either. <laughs> the uh, okay, Mercury I'll do it. retrograde. Yeah, it's Mercury retrograde. Can't remember what said five seconds ago. Oh well, probably wasn't important. Forget about it. <laughs> Nothing new can come out of knowing. We have to. <laughs> yeah. We have to be in the not knowing. And yes. when you think about not knowing, it isn't that state of like, oh, I'm scratching my head and I'm just going to like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep pushing until I, I know. I don't I know. Oh, damn it. No, it's like, oh, can I just put some space around this? Huh. Get right. curious. Another quality that's mercurial. Right. And Gemini, get curious. Oh, huh. Look at this. Look at me not knowing. Yeah, can, right. Can I sit? This is where um, our practice of mindfulness and of being able to just stay in presence, an interesting mindfulness that comes up through Gemini, right? Mindfulness means just staying in the present moment, Mm -hmm. being able Mm -hmm. to be comfortable in discomfort, being able to be, you know, okay with not knowing Mm -hmm. is how new creative activity happens. That's Mm -hmm. where creation happens. Absolutely. I think that that is definitely coming up in in uh, for me just in a, on a daily basis is just like that being more aware of the of the things that uh, I sort of take for granted and those things there being a not knowing about them and having to <laughs> I know it sounds vague <laughs> but there having to be an uncertainty or something or there has been there being no immediate solution and no way to think my way out of a situation. Yep. It doesn't necessarily mean that disaster is impending or that yeah. it but there's just no resolution and there's no clear answer. And so the only option is either to f- allow the anxiety to mount of not knowing or to just have an opportunity for a mindful moment of this is me not knowing. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it, Matt. It's, it's relaxing when you want to get tense, when you want to get, you know, tense into that. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, I don't know what to do. It's relaxing instead Mm -hmm. going with the, with the opposite movement, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so this is, this is, a new, uh, an opportunity for something new to come in. Mm -hmm. So, um, when we realize that right at this time to bring it back to this, this, this Mm -hmm. eclipse at this time, our, our plans are, it's not time moving forward with our plans is not yet. And we're still in the chrysalis stage, right? Our butterfly wings are, not open. We are in mid metamorphosis. We have to go through the solstice, which is coming up this weekend. And that's another portal that is a portal into our summer season. But with Mercury retrograde, it's also the actually, you know, the the door open back on June 10th, but we're not allowed to walk through that door until Mercury goes out of retrograde and we get through the solstice. And, and then we're going to be, we're going to be walking through whatever door opened for us during that eclipse, because, you know, dollars to donuts that there's a door that closed in your life 
and there's another door that's opening in your life. You may not see it really clearly right now because of Mercury retrograde, but it is going to make itself obvious by the end of June. So this retrograde eclipse, somebody, another astrologer, um, her name is Elodie. Hi, Elodie, if you're listening. Um, she described it as being in a washing machine and you're going up <laughs> and down and in the cycle and the rinse and the, you know, what cycle am I, I in and what's going on? And that's kind of where we're at right now. But can we relax? If we get relaxed and just go, oh, this is fun. This is kind <laughs> of fun, you know, then we can. It's fun to take know, a ride in the washing machine. Yeah. Uh, then we can ride it out. Um, the, the cool thing about this is as we go into this inner process with Mercury, instead of having, having it all be about communication and let's get out there and talk to everybody, and we're in a more inner process, we have the opportunity to listen to that inner voice, to listen to our inner teacher, mm -hmm. and, and, and really to take the time right now to listen. Mm -hmm. What is my intuition telling me? You know, what's, what is right for me right now? So the summer solstice is leading us out of the liminal space that Gemini has brought us and into this, the cancer season, right? Zero degrees cancer is the solstice. So it'll be leading us into the summer season. Um, the other thing that's coming up right now, and I know we're probably getting to time here, but I did want to speak to the, there's a, a strong uh, Pluto-Mars opposition that was happening at the time of the eclipse as well. Now, Mars has now moved on into Leo, but at the time, Pluto and Mars were in a strong opposition with each other, and they are the two planets. Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio, the, the war god, and Pluto mm -hmm. is the modern ruler of Scorpio. So that again, they're two heavy objects, right? And so there's a little bit of a sense of, geez, I'm like a fly on a pin. I can't really move here. And so, you know, if that has been coming up for the last month or so, or the last little bit longer, um, recognize that being forcibly held in check has a purpose. It has a purpose in your life. So um, again, I think we're going to see a lot of um, of those escape routes <laughs> from the discomfort of not knowing have been blocked. And then once we get through that solstice and on into the beginning of July, we're going to see them opening up again. Mm -hmm. But of course, as with every season, we'll have a new astrological weather pattern to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's never just right. clear sailing. It's always right. just well, entering another it, uh, season of madness. Yeah, exactly. I think what, you know, if we look at that Pluto-Mars opposition, what it has been asking us to do is to, it's something about our old hurts. It's transforming some of our old wounds, really. Mm -hmm. And um, we turn to, again, at this time, thinking about putting together these ideas of alchemy and listening to the inner voice and doing the healing for our ancestors and our lineages, this is a great time to do ceremony. And, and that might just be lighting a candle to our ancestors. It might be, um, you know, whatever 
you might be holding on to that doesn't feel complete for you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and in some way bringing out into the physical world reality, your inner process. And that's what a ceremony is, mm-hmm. right? It could be writing something down and burning it or burying it or, you know, something like that. There's a, a really good opportunity here for us to do some inner healing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think Mercury, another one of the tarot cards that is very much characteristic of this time is the hanged man because it's Mercury upside down, <laughs> right? The hanged man is asking us to see things from a different perspective. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, and so that is another, another glyph, another image, another icon for this time is to allow, allow ourselves instead of struggling and trying to get down, <laughs> you know, to, to actually open our eyes and see things from a different perspective and allow yeah. that perspective to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I guess really, if I was going to sum up, uh, what this whole kind of you know, this whole passage has been like, yes, oh, um, by all means, <laughs> uh, what are the truths that remain as soul gifts after we clear away the old, no longer functional belief systems and all the pain that goes with them, mm-hmm. all the suffering that they have engendered and they, and the good they have done as well, because our, our old structures have also brought things to us. They're not Mm -hmm, all bad, but Mm -hmm. when something begins to decay and it is no longer able to fulfill its function, we have to let it go so that something new and more durable and more, you know, um, useful, really functional can start Mm -hmm. to grow in its place. But this process is not leaving us with nothing. It's leaving us with the gifts of the past. We've learned. We know what not to do, that's for sure. But we also have learned and grown and evolved out of these old systems. So we have to honor them. And we Mm -hmm. have to honor that. Do we have to repeat them? No, we don't. That would be silly. Instead, we want to honor them and move on. Mercury's bringing us all kinds of new information and new perspectives and if we can just hang in there (laughs) like the hanged man we can actually benefit and let those new perspectives just sit and percolate and marinate and alchemize and then we're ready to move Mm -hmm. and don't worry the sacred portal into our new paradigm is coming (laughs) <laughs> all right yes that's uh I was hoping for that just dangling that carrot for the next episode that's what this is really all about <laughs> just to get people in the episode but i mean that's very exciting that's really i mean you know i think there's a lot of um value i think there's a you know we know we're at right at the end fingers crossed end of covid here and I think that that's a really sort of a really um, interesting alignment of things starting to open up. There being a mm-hmm. literal, you know, like 
businesses and so on opening up, but there being like an op- opening up of seeing opportunity come and like, you know, possibilities open up for the first time in a long time. So that, that, that like, that's kind of co. I mean, obviously, uh, at least here in Canada and in, in North America, um, but generally things are just starting to feel like there's something new approaching, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's, I really, really like that message of don't just wait for the next thing, sit around twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the next thing to happen. But like, this is a moment that it can be useful and utilized and prepare you and make you make whatever comes next. You you're more able to receive it or whatever the information is that your your ability to catalyze Mm-hmm. that information or like, you know, galvanize into something that's actually like tangible. Yeah. It's a great uh, way to put it, Matt. Like yeah. it is catalyzing it because think about alchemy because as everything's yeah, marin- alchemical uh, terminology <laughs> in order to make that. <laughs> well, as everything is, ca- is, is, you know, alchemizing within us and we, that's only going to happen if we give it some space. So we don't mm-hmm. want to rush forward. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, sitting in the not knowing, um, history is a recording of what happens first within people. <laughs> it doesn't happen independent of us. Can you say that again? I'm going to throw the reverb on that too. <laughs> you know, it, our history is, is, is our path, our history, our, our civilization emerges out of us. Mm-hmm. So we have a responsibility, you know, the responsibility is, is I think to allow this beautiful process of alchemy happen right now so that we are able to integrate different ways of knowing, different ways of processing information, different information, and bring it in to refresh the whole program, you know, from the ground up. We, we need it. We really, really need it. So we need to hear new voices Mm-hmm. And maybe voices that we haven't been hearing in the in the social space, we need to hear those voices, and we need to be open to lots and lots of different points of view, so that we can, you know, really um, start to get excited again and inspired, and you know, start moving into something that's way more creative. Yep. I think that's uh, that's a really nice uh, thought to leave it on, actually. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say any more. I couldn't have put it better myself. I'm just going to make, if I keep talking, I'll just make dumb joke after dumb joke, and then we'll be here all night. <laughs> um, well, I can't wait to see what's coming up. I mean, what I Solstice is on the 21st, so that's in a few days uh, from now and probably pretty close to when the uh, the episode drops here. Um, I don't know if it's we'll do a officially on the twentieth. It's officially on the twentieth, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe yeah, we'll at, do it's like I, eleven o'clock or something at night. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. I am setting a reminder. Hey yeah. Siri, can you set a reminder for? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh no, I, I know I woke it up. Um, but we'll be back to check in to see how that starts to the see new information starts to emerge. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, there's so many sort of factors, so many things that are coming up. It's, it's going to get wacky. Yeah. 
There's a lot. And I like wacky. I like wacky. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk to you about the solstice. And so we'll, we'll, uh, get together again and, and talk about that and we what it looks sure like. will yeah maybe we'll wait till we get through that portal and then see yeah what's on, see what's on the other side <laughs> that sounds good I'll see you on the other side of the portal okay until next time okay bye, bye honey <laughs>